What's up, y'all? My name is Ian Edwards, and welcome to the Soccer Comic Rant. I know it's been a minute, but I've been busy. So my bad. But we back, and it's been a, <laughs> a bananas week in the premiership. Some people got fired. We'll get to it. Uh... Last week I was, uh, and the week before, I was preparing for my uh, comedy special. First one I ever shot. Did it last week, Tuesday, in Long Beach, Dope City. And uh, I think we got a good product. Shout out to Bill Burr, Al Magical, All Things Comedy, my manager, agency, APA. And just everybody who came through, supported all the comics who... Uh, uh, promoted the special on social media. Thank you, everyone. Uh, everybody at All Things Comedy. Mike, Aristotle for directing, AJ, line producer, Ais, set design, and Scott, DP. Just so many people. I can't remember everybody's name, but thank you. So, and uh, just on to editing. Uh, but let's deal with soccer. Uh, first, I want to uh, big up, shout out, promote the sponsor on the volleyapparel.com. And you go there, you use my uh, prom- promo code, Comic Rant. And in December, for Christmas, 30% off these items. And uh, they got tees, tanks. They got tanks, my nigga. They got two tanks. They got the Wu-Tang tank and uh, the player tank. And they got hoodies, the OTVA joint. They got the Wu-Tang one, the Tribe one, the NASA one. Just go there. Tanks, hoodies, sweatshirts for males and females. They got jerseys. If you want to outfit your local soccer team, they can do that. Just go there. Women stuff. They got women stuff, women tanks, hoodies, the same type of hoodies and tanks and sweatshirts for males. They have them in women's. So go there. Get your 30% off. Stay warm. It's a little chilly in California. It's cold all over, every place else, except in Australia and uh, all those places that that part of the world. All right, so go to onthevolleyapparel.com and let's get into soccer. I'm trying to figure out how to approach this podcast because the big thing that happened is the sacking of Jose Mourinho and lately I've been going down the tables, but it'll take me to get to number six to get to that. Or maybe I can get it in just talking about the team at the top of the table, which is Liverpool. And Liverpool this week, well, they played, they won five in a row. And uh, one of those wins was their last win against Man United. And uh, boy, did they put a Shakiri on us. He got in, got two deflections, got two goals. And, uh, yeah, man. 
Man, you just don't got it, bro. Just don't got it. Liverpool got it. They're at the top of the table. They're ahead of Man City. And they are giving them a run for their money. Now, let's see how Liverpool reacts to being in front. They were in front for one week, and they handled this challenge well. But it's like a fake challenge. You're playing Man U, like a Man U where the coach is not getting along with most of his best players. He hasn't been coaching them. They haven't been listening. If he did coach them, uh, we are playing well below our value. And, And... Let's talk about Man U's value. Like, they talk about our salary. I think we play $1 million in salary a week or to at least the the top players. And listen, it doesn't matter what the team costs. Like, with this roster, we should be playing better with how much we pay. Yeah, you should, but if you didn't buy good players, it doesn't matter how much the team is worth. You just have to buy good players. And I just don't think we have the best players, and I don't think our best players are playing their best. And I don't think Mourinho was the best coach for the job. And uh, so then now he's gone. And I wish him well, you know. I guess he got better as a loser. Like he wasn't, like, at least in front of the press. When he talked about what happened after the games, he didn't go in on his players, and I think he knew he had lost them, and maybe he was trying to get them back. But this thing was wrapped up and done since probably game four of this season. And uh, I think it was a Newcastle game that gave him some light, like an ounce of, like, let's try to make this to the end of the season but yeah it's it's over man we we lost to Liverpool I expected us to lose to Liverpool and uh that's what happened no big shock there and uh I just want us to play better football you know just want us to play better football so we got Ogunna Solskjaer as an interim coach right now. He's coached before in Norway. I think he coached for Cardiff before. He's got all the badges. So let's see if he can just unify the team. We just need to unify. Everybody needs to love each other, be on the same page with each other, get along with each other, and start playing with each other, passing the ball to each other, and tackling for each other. And Pogba, now that Mourinho's gone and you put that picture up, kind of dissing him now that he's gone. Like, I know you're a good player. You're, you're probably my favorite player, my one of my top five players, just playing football today. Now your excuse is gone. And you can't lose the ball in the middle of the field and throw your arms up in frustration and watch the opposing team who you just lost the ball to attack your teammates and go on a raid and try to score on your goal. You got to run back. So everybody, Marshall should be happy. Even Rashford should be happy. And let's see what uh, uh, the lots really got. You know, 
Let's see if Matic got anything left. Let's see if Herrera is any good. Let's see if Lindelof develops. Bailly. I think Bailly's got skill, but he's got that. I I, I can say it, I guess, because I'm black. I, I grew up in Jamaica, and we had players with a lot of skill, but we like to showboat. And African teams and players like to showboat a lot. And when you showboat, in critical moments of the game, you make mistakes. So I think Bailly has to get that out of his system. I think he has a lot of skill, but kill the showboating homie and just do your job and keep it simple and the great things you want to do out there the creative things you want to do will come so got to do that uh Lukaku just send Solskjaer just send Lukaku to trapping school this guy couldn't trap a fish that's already in his hand like he couldn't hold sugar in a spoon. Like, Lukaku, I love you, dog, but you, you have to learn how to trap the goddamn ball. All right? And pass it to your two teammates. Like, like it feels like 90% of the time you pass the ball to Lukaku, just get ready to defend because your team is about to be under attack because he's going to lose the ball to the opposing team and uh it's, it's so that's got to be frustrating so there's shit that needs to be fixed besides Mourinho being uh gone from the team like Lukaku plays like he has you know when you break your foot and they give you those boots to put on it's like he traps like he's wearing those it's got to be better and Jesse Lingard, as just as a player, like I, I'm not sure about you. I'm not sure. I think you're good. You play for England too, but it doesn't mean anything. There's lots of players that play for England that shouldn't have. And I'm not saying you shouldn't have, but in the final third of the field, I need you to not pass the ball to your opponent. I need you to calm the fuck down and look for your teammates. And if there's none forward, turn to the left, to the right, or backwards, pass the ball to a teammate behind you so we can keep the ball. I think you panic. You're not calm. At least Mourinho played you, you know? So at least I think he liked you. So there's good things you could do. You you got to improve too, you know? And it's that this this Mourinho thing is weird, but here's the problem. If I look at the table, like, I, well, let me go to the good things about Mourinho. I don't want to shit all over him. He won the Community Shield, which I don't really count, but it's something. He didn't lose the Community Shield. He's not known as the coach who lost the Community Shield, so he won the Community Shield. Then he won the League Cup, which is a cup that's becoming more intriguing as time goes on. Like before, I was very dismissive of it, but, you know, I, it's a good trophy to at least have. It's a confidence booster. And he won a Europa League, which ain't always easy to league, but I think we were the best team in the competition that year, and we should have won it. 
we had Pogba, we had Mkhitaryan. And speaking of Mkhitaryan, it's like, you know, you, you, Mourinho, they, people are blaming Woodward for not buying Mourinho defenders at the beginning of the season. But how are you going to buy a guy defenders who you bought defenders and doesn't like him? Ruin the confidence of the defenders that he bought the defenders to replace and then goes back to the defendants, defenders that he replaced because he doesn't like the defenders that he bought to replace them. And this, that's just confusion at the back. And then you want to buy defenders to replace the replacement defenders, destroying their confidence. You also bought Mkhitaryan, didn't get along with him, then got rid of him. Then you bought, you wanted Lukaku, and he can't trap. The only thing he can trap is your confidence in him, but it doesn't translate to trapping a football. So Mourinho made some mistakes too. Up top, they need a director of football, somebody and a good scout to pick out good players. Like, I don't think our players are the best. They're not world-class, and we should have a team of mostly world-class players. Our competitors do. Spurs has world-class players. Liverpool most definitely has world-class players. They, they reek of them. They're sweating world-class players. They're bringing them out of their youth system too. So is Spurs. And Man City has world-class players. You know, so we got a lot of shit to do. So even though his win percentage was 58%. Fergie's, I think, was 59. The problem with this season, and even though he won three trophies, which I really consider two, the problem is that you came second last year and you're trailing behind your six now, right? And everybody who you were ahead of last year, you are now behind. And you're behind in not just points, game points, but you're behind in style points. And that's not good. And you're behind in style points and you don't look like you're going to get better or improve. Like you look up the road ahead and there's more value in Klopp, even though Klopp has been at Liverpool longer than Mourinho and has won nothing. Like you fired a guy who won three trophies in two and a half years, but the guy who's never won a trophy and has been at Liverpool probably four years, this is his fourth year, is still there. And he and Klopp didn't win the Champions League and he didn't win the win the Europa League. But he's still there because his team improved every year that he's been there. There's been an improvement. And look, man, you improved under this guy too. Un- under Mourinho too. Because when he got there, they were in the Europa League. They didn't make the Champions League. So in his first year, he won the Europa League. 
in the League Cup. And second year, we came second. But this year, this year was six. And so there's, I, like, I can understand why Mourinho is stubborn and thinks he's a good coach and doing a good job. And to be honest, we're only six. With more than half the season to go, anything could happen. You're definitely not going to win the league. Can get in the top four. But the way we looked out there was ugly. The players hate you. I felt like play people who work just on the grounds and in the offices and just staff people, like football staff people and just people around did not would not feel in Mourinho. And that's a lot. It's just you just don't want a dark, heavy spirit around when you could get somebody who could make you look good, make you win, and make everybody like you and unify the team. So, you know, like, I think that's a good thing when those things matter. Also, with winning, it makes people, forces people to be better humans. So, that's the lesson. No matter how much you've won before, can't treat people like shit. You have to listen. You have to be open or else you can get fired. If they can fire Jose Mourinho, any one of you listening out there or not listening who's not trying to be a good human being out there when you know, your time can be up. Eh. You know what? Too? If you're a great person, people can hate on you too and fire you too. So. You make your choice. But I, I, I think the point is, like, Peppers won. So, you, you know, he won the league. But Klopp ain't won nothing. Pochettino ain't won nothing. Sorry ain't won nothing. And an Arsenal coach, Emery, hasn't won nothing. But these guys have their teams performing better than Man United and it's the point difference of not so it's point difference not looking good not getting along with people buying wrong players then wanting to buy players to replace those players creating disharmony it's got man united had to fire Mourinho he's paid I think it's a $22 million payout because he just signed a new contract in January. Woodward, what the fuck are you doing? Uh, get a director of football. You you have till the end of the season. I think it's March-ish, May, March, to figure this out. Slow down, breathe, take some deep namaste breaths and think about football on the field or call somebody. I think you might know some people in football that you could call to find a director of football. You know what I mean? I think it's a football club, so there might have been some, you know, like Bayern, they have all their ex-players, their great ex-players there contributing, doing something. So, I don't know, there's a guy named Alex Ferguson around. You can ask him some questions. You know, he might know some answers to some of the questions you got. You know, 
we have a problem with our youth system. I'm just reading some articles like uh, Rooney and other players have sent their kids to the Man City Academy because Man City Academy has a private school and the kids, even if they don't finish and get ex- like kicked out of the youth program, can finish private school for the soccer academy. So there's just things we have to do at Man United. And we don't have an outlet for our youth players. Man City does. Pep's brother is part owner of Girona in La Liga. So some of Man City's players go play there. And some of them have left Man City too. Like uh, Sancho, he's playing in uh, at Dortmund. But, we, you know, why, why spend all this money on a youth academy and we never see none of the youth? I mean, we, we're doing pretty decent. We got Rashford. We got Lingard. Pogba technically was our youth academy. Was left. Then we had to buy him back. So, scouting system. Solskjaer's back. I, I, I'm not even... The good thing is we're not going to expect much from Solskjaer. All Solskjaer has to do is lose looking good. That's all you have to do. That's the only... Like, if we look good losing, like, if we take a good, like, 4-2 thumping and we look great, then we're like, that's what we want to see. That's that's where Manu is right now. And Solskjaer has no pressure because uh, if he wants to keep the job, fine. But... No matter how good he does, they probably don't want to keep him. He's definitely a stock gap. He has a team that he's coaching, I think, in Norway. So just let loose. Have fun, baby. This is the this is the the easiest job in the hardest place to have a job on earth. Because they're probably looking for a coach to coach to replace you for the beginning of the 2019-20 season. So it's like, you can't do no wrong. Only thing you could do wrong is not make the team play attractive football. So if you play attractive football and lose, I think that's acceptable. And you have the players to look attractive. Just make Marshall slow down and connect with his teammates. You don't have to defend that great. So. This is a great time for Gunnar Solskjaer. Uh, but we're talking about the top of the table. The only reason why I went off track and talked about Manu because it's the hot topic. Plus, Manu played Liverpool and the Liverpool 3 1 thumping kind of is the reason, final straw that got Mourinho fired. Uh, Klopp's team got on the field, did their thing use their subs, show their depth. They played Fabinho and Keita, you know, like in their midfield with Wijnaldum. The only person that, that probably hasn't rested on the Liverpool team is Wijnaldum. But this team has depth. And they are fucking using it. And uh, you're going to need depth to get far in the Champions League and to deal with fighting off Man City, trying to pull your pants down from below. So, 
you know. And if you're a Man United fan, it's like this is the worst case scenario because if you're not going to win the league, you don't want Man City to win the title. And it, but you don't want Liverpool to win the title either. So that those two are one point behind each other, like points ahead of Spurs, and it's like Spurs probably won't catch them. Well, we'll we'll, we'll get to Spurs. We'll get to Spurs. So Liverpool top of the table, forty five points. Great job. Shakiri comes off the bench, scores two. They look better than us. They take, you know, we, we, you know, if you get six shots on goal against Liverpool, just going back to the game, that's pretty good. But not when they get 36 shots, man, you. So, not great. Uh, man City. They're second one point behind the team whose pants they're trying to pull down so that they can pass them in the race. Uh, behind Liverpool and they played Everton which formidable opponents but then again Everton proved to me that they're still Everton and they got beat 3-1 by uh, Man City like Everton you should have put up a better fight than that and uh, I mean you just started letting in the goals early like 20 you, you couldn't hang on for 23 minutes 22 minutes, Gabriel Jesus, who's not having the greatest seasons, been coming off the bench. They said, we're going to rest Sergio, play Gabriel, because he's a good player, just needs time. But, you know, the style of the team, and you already have a goal scorer, but that's the depth of Man City. Jesus gets two in. And everything came back. Got one, made it 2 1. You're like, oh, it's going to be a game. And then Raheem Sterling said, nah, I got to get my goal a game. It's a deal we have with the coach, or else I won't play. So I got to get my goal too. And he got his goal, made it 3 1. And you're just like, they're just better. Sane, two assists. Fernandinho, an assist on Sterling's goal. And uh, yeah, man. Uh, but Everton, they, I don't know. I guess their coach is good, but their players are not on the level. Their players are not even on the level of Man U's players. So how are they going to beat Man City? You know, at least we have a chance to beat Man City. Like with art, with the players we got, there's something that, that this team is off. It's like, when Spurs first got into the Champions League, they just didn't belong there with those good teams. Like I said, these pieces don't add up to a team that can challenge the teams that are the top teams in the Champions League. And that's how I feel about Everton's pieces. Like, they're, let's go through their team lineup. Michael Keane, good, but not the best. Zuma was at Chelsea. That's all I can say. Was at Chelsea. I thought he was good at Chelsea. They didn't think. So I think he's he's legit. Uh, Lucas Digne, don't know about enough about him. Uh, Jeremy Minna, I think he's really good. I think he's really good. Seamus Coleman, 
colon, uh, shame is old, okay? Well, actually, he's only 30. He's been around, but, and you know, he's pretty decent. I ain't mad at Seamus Coleman. But the, something missing from him. And that's the thing. There's like, each player's like one chromosome off from being like world class. You know what I mean? Andre Gomez. Gomez. I think this guy, he's good. I think he was at Madrid. I think. I think he's on loan. But, uh, I don't know. If you didn't cut it at Madrid. And that's the thing. We got maybe players that would not cut it at the top team. Not we, but Everton does. Uh, Gilfie Sigerson. Even him. I think he's world class, but he's not the world class of world class. Bernardo. I don't know 100% believe in Bernardo. Rick Carlson. Come on. It's like he's not a top player. He's not a top scorer. Can score, but not a top scorer. Calvert-Lewin, a lot of potential, but he's not at his maximum potential. Yeah. Morgan Schneiderlin, like, man, you sold him. He's on their bench. Doesn't get to get. Theo Walcott could not hack it at Arsenal, who finished in out of Champions League contention for Arsenal when Arsenal kind of sucked last year. So, yeah. This this the type of squad they got. And then you got to play against Walker, one of the best backs in the world. Laporte, who's going to be one of the best defenders in the world. Fabian Delph, Delph, one of the best utility players in the world. Put this motherfucker midfield defender Anywhere. Otamendi, he still kind of is not worthy, but he's been playing better under Pep. Like, only Pep could get the maximum out of Otamendi, and that's coaching, and that's what Mourinho's missing. Gundogan, solid. Almost world-class. Bernardo Silva, world-class. Fernandinho, world-class. Leroy Sané, world-class. Riyad Mahrez, one more year with this team, like he's an up and down, in and out of world-class player, one more year with this team, and he'll fit the Man City standard. Gabriel Jesus, more playing time, he'll be full in line with the standard. Uh, John Stones, a little bit below the Man City standard, but he'll fill it one more year. Kevin De Bruyne, I, I don't even have to say anything. They're, they're probably, they're... <sighs> can't even say that he's their best player, but one of their best, best, bestest players. And he's coming back from an injury, came off the bench, and by January, he'll feel like Man City has a brand new player. And that might, he might be the player that takes them over the line past Liverpool. Shinsenko, more playing time, be world-class. Raheem Sterling, approaching world-class rapidly. Sergio Aguero, world-class. Not Messi world-class, not Ronaldinho world-class, but world-class. And Phil Foden, we'll see. We will goddamn see. 
Spurs, they beat Burnley. And Burnley, man, they were trying to, like, I think Burnley won, let me go down to the week before. Yeah, they beat Huddersfield. They, they beat Brighton Hove, right? And it's like, all right, this Burnley train is going to start shooting. Choo-choo, they're going to start shooting. And they stepped up to goddamn Tottenham and just held on to till the end of the game. They was about to get a point. The way they, in the style that last season, they'd get a point from some of these top teams. And, and that's the thing about Burnley. They, they had more luck, to me, last year against top teams than Arsenal. That's how weak Arsenal was last year. I did get a point, or they actually beat some of the top teams, Burnley. And I, I felt like this was going to be one of those games, but not in the 90th minute. Christian Eriksen said, nah, man, we Spurs, and we are trying to stay with the top teams in the table, and we are not going to allow you to let us go home while we're at home with only one point in this Wembley Stadium. So, bam, goal in the back of your fucking net. Harry Kane assist, and uh, Spurs pull it off. Spurs pull it off. So they are third, 39 points, uh, five points behind Man City, six, if I'm mathematically correct, behind Liverpool. Chelsea, they are... uh, Fourth, they got 37 points, and they played Brighton Hove, and uh, Hazard had an assist and a goal, great goal, got the ball, like, right, like, like, right after the halfway line, and just outpaced defenders with the ball at his feet. He's got the ball at his feet, they're chasing him, and they could not catch him, and he just slots the ball past the keeper, makes it 2 nothing. Brighton Hove pull one back, but alas, that was it. Brighton Hove, you're not going to beat Chelsea. You, know, as you, are, you are Chelsea dinner. You know what I mean? Like, like if you are two people have to fight for survival and one had to eat the other, you're going to end up on Chelsea's plate and they're going to be sitting by a warm fire eating your carcass and picking meat off your bones that night in the wilderness. And that's exactly what happened. Uh, Arsenal. So Arsenal's had a good season. This is their third loss of the season. Third loss in 17 games. They've had 10 wins, four draws, and three losses. And uh, they have 34 points. I should check. I wonder how much points they had at this point last year. They look stronger. They look better. But they did lose to Southampton. But And this is a loss that they would have had last year, you know, under... Wenger, but it might be a special circumstance loss because 
because they because they played a Southampton team that got a brand new coach. And this coach is a good fucking coach. Coached in the Bundesliga for Leipzig. And he has a pressing system that he applied at Leipzig and almost won the Bundesliga from Bayern Munich, who has all those great players. So, and he got Leipzig, Red Bull Leipzig, into Champions League, had a contract dispute, and then said, fuck off, Red Bull. So this is a coach who, like Southampton, really locked out. I was talking to my man, Lee, gave me all the information. And Southampton might not be selling players, but one person who might leave after this season to go to a better team will probably be this coach. So enjoy him, Southampton. Enjoy him. But he'll probably save you from relegation for sure. And probably the, the premiership is going to be his oyster. He might be able to to get spurs if Pogettino leaves. So, oh, let me go back up to just address something. There's a few things. So, Liverpool this weekend will, and it's Christmas time. It's Christmas football. Merry Christmas, everybody. So, it's going to be tons of games coming your way. Uh, just all Christmas, I'm going to be watching soccer games and covering them. Uh, work is done. Got one job to do, and it's from home. So I'll be watching soccer. So Wolves versus Liverpool. So I got to cover that. Money's on Liverpool. But Wolves are trouble. They are number seven in the table. And, uh, you know, they're doing the Burnley this year. And uh, Man City's next game will be Crystal Palace. Crystal Palace, I think, won. They beat Leicester this week. But you ain't going to beat Man City. They're just too disciplined. And you will be Christmas dinner. And uh, Everton versus Tottenham, good solid game. Everton might be able to get something out of this game. There's a chance to prove again that they are worthy, but I don't think they are. Tottenham's tough. They're resilient. I think they'll win this one. And go down to Chelsea. They play Leicester. I think Leicester lost their first game against Crystal Palace this week. And since the chairman died, they've had ties and wins. So, uh, but again, I don't think Leicester can beat Chelsea. It'll be a tough, really good game to watch, though. And Arsenal, you will play Burnley. So Burnley, let's go to, so let's, the thing is I wanted to talk about Arsenal. So Arsenal third right now. I want you to watch this. Arsenal's third right now, and they have 39 points. And they are five points behind Man City. And they are six points behind Liverpool. But the problem with Tottenham, and I, I mean I mean Tottenham. Tottenham's, I just want to make sure I said it right. Tottenham's five points behind Man City, five behind Liverpool. The problem with Tottenham is in the media, and I don't know if Pagetina said it personally, but he said it's been said or suggested that Pochettino has interest in the Man United job next season. This is going to be the fall of Spurs season because it's hard to get players to play for you 
when they know you want to leave. Like, he's been committed to them and ignored other opportunities, and then in return, they've committed to him. They are third now. Let's see if this interest, which I don't know has been officially expressed by Pagetino, if it is, let's, or this statement is out there, it's in the ether, and if the play, let's see what Spurs' record is from now to the end of the season, now that that is out there. They have 13 wins, zero draws, and four losses. From this point on, let's see what happens since that statement has been put out there, whether he made it or not. Let's see if the players care as much with a guy that they think is going to leave, which could also help Man United get into the top four. If, like, Man U, we're six. We have 26 points. But the players are happy. Mourinho's gone. They have something to prove. They want to prove that Mourinho was the problem. So they'll play harder. They'll probably like each other more. And they'll probably play more of a style of football that they want. The crowd wants it. The Up the board wants it. Everybody wants it. I'm sure Solskjaer wants it. And so, and like I said, you don't have to win. You just have to look good. And when you look good, you feel good, and you win more. I think that's a formula. I just made it up. So they have a better chance of climbing than Spurs has of hanging on to their position because like it's just bright sunny days ahead for Manu because again Mourinho just cast a, a, a cloud over this team so Arsenal you lose to Southampton you are eight points ahead of Manu and you're probably I'm just looking for the victims if Manu was to get into the top four and it would be between Spurs is my number one if, if Manu's going to pass any team this season it'll probably be Spurs so I said that so Manu I talked about Manu Liverpool we lost 3-1 don't have to really go through it anymore talked about uh uh, Mourinho leaving, so just go past that. Uh, Wolverhampton, uh, they beat Bournemouth, and they have three wins in a row. And you know they 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 win, they lose, they they win mostly. They have seven wins, four draws, six losses. Brand new to the Premiership, and. It's early because, you know, you could you could hit a wall in the premiership, but this is pretty good for a promoted team, you know? You're in a good spot. You got 25 points. All you have to get is uh, 15 more. You have 25 points in 17 games, right? There are – you have half the games left. And all you got to get is 15 more points and you stay in the premiership. So you'll, you should achieve the least, which is good. 
for wolves. But you can achieve more. Because 40 points and you usually stave off relegation. You probably need less these days because there's more top teams taking more points off the lower teams. So I think the amount of points you need to stay in the premiership has gone down. Like, you know, Everton, you're behind Wolves. Like, and that's my point. Like, what are you doing behind Wolves? Like, like Wolves' pieces add up more than yours. Everton's in eighth with 24 points. West Ham climbing the table. West Ham, four wins in a row. Pellegrini, what are you doing out there? Yeah. And uh, you you knocked off Fulham to nothing. All right. All right. I got to watch some more West Ham games. Somebody's like doing something. Let me just check something. See who scored. Ew. Snodgrass scored. And Mikhail Antonio. Let's see their lineups. So, yeah. West Ham. Doing a little something. Doing a little something. Just want to make sure, make sure, make sure. Just clicking a bunch of things, just checking some stuff for you guys and for myself. That's me reading. So, West Ham, doing good. And uh, keep up the good work. Four wins in a row. And you find yourself, you're like languishing at the bottom of the table at the beginning of the season. You are in ninth place, 24 points. Another team with 24 points, Watford, who were at the top of the table beginning of the season. I think they won the first four. And now they're coming down to Watford level. But you're still doing good. You're 10th. You beat Cardiff. And uh, I give it credit to Cardiff. They went down 3 nothing to Watford. Beautiful goals, Watford. Jesus Christ. Delafueo. Play Delafueo more. Why doesn't he start all the time? I don't get it. This guy was nasty at Barcelona in a good way. You know what I'm saying? The type of nasty you'd want all over you. And uh, they, they, they sent him to Watford. Can't remember if Watford bought him or he's on loan. And uh, he can ball. He might be kind of an idiot. That's why, as far as like stubborn and childish and not a, an adult, as far as the type you need somebody to be the consummate professional. He's not a consummate professional. I get the feeling, that feeling from him, so he doesn't start all the time. Like, I feel like, without knowing much, I feel like he gets punished by being told, hey, man, you can't play till you get your shit together. So he's that type of dude. His feel feels like. But one day I hope he gets his health, his head 100% together. And I think 
he'll be a name to be that'll be remembered by the teams, by the fans of the teams that he plays for. But you know, Watford, three two great goals, murderous goals. Goalkeeper didn't stand a chance on them goals, and but three zero up and Cardiff, you know, newly promoted team, not doing great in the league. Showed some character, scored two goals, came back and made it a game. Uh, let's see, the, and they they got the second their second goal in the eighty second minute. So you're like, oh, they could have won. And Junior Hollett's goal was fucking amazing. That uh, I wonder what calculating device that he had on his boots to put that in the fucking net. But that was goddamn amazing. Keep going down the table. We're Watford, they're 10th. Bournemouth, they're 11th with 23 points. And Bournemouth has lost four out of their last five. But this is Bournemouth. Don't don't pay no attention to them. They're going to keep attacking. And they're going to win the games they win. They're going to lose the games they lose. But they will not go down. They'll be fine. They're just, Bournemouth is just doing Bournemouth. It's like, keep coaching, Eddie. And uh, Leicester, they're 12 with 22 points. Two losses, my bad. They've lost two two games in their last, yeah, since the chairman died. And uh, they lost to Tottenham last week. I forgot about that. And this week they lost to Crystal Palace, one nothing, And, uh, I think there was a Leicester goal that was disallowed. I think it was an offside or something, but mm. but Leicester, you're twelve. Brighton Hove, they're thirteenth. They got twenty one points. Look at look at Brighton Hove, just just in there, just hanging in there, boy. Brighton Hove got six wins. That's a lot for a Brighton Hove. That's a lot for a Brighton Hove. They got three draws. They got eight losses, but. I'm impressed for Brighton Hove to have six wins and be in 13th place. Newcastle, uh, Benitez, you won again. You beat Huddersfield. Uh, you know, Huddersfield is a, it's a good team for you to play. You get that win. Next week you play Fulham. Let's see what you could do with that. Let's see what you could do with some Fulham. You get a win, Newcastle. Uh, Crystal Palace is 15th. They got 15 points. They beat Leicester, like I said, and they got Man City coming up. So your Christmas is is uh it is is over. Yeah, shouldn't be looking forward to the 22nd of December because it's not going to be a great day. I don't expect. I expect to see some entertaining competitive football from Crystal Palace, but that's it. Uh, Cardiff, uh, they're in 16th place. They got 14 points. They play Watford. Watford is going to man up on you tough because they're going to want them points. You you look like you your like your points look takeable. Like I could take some points from you. Watford is like we can take some points from this team. They're gonna they're gonna roll apart on you like like your fresh bait in jail, Cardiff. And one of the not so tough prisons in jail, who's tough enough, is gonna be like, I'ma make you mine. 
so I can earn some respect in this block. So, Cardiff, Watford's coming for you. How you doing, cuz? Uh, Southampton. Like, Southampton is having such a shitty season. They've won two games. And this, this is how close the bottom is. Like, they won two games, lost nine, and drawn six, right? So they get this new coach. And before he got there, they'd won one game, right? They'd won one game. And they win one game, and they leap out of relegation. This week they play Huddersfield, beatable. I'm going to put my money on Southampton, even though they're playing up Huddersfield, because I like this new coach. And uh, so I, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to be paying attention to Southampton now. I want to see what this coach does, because it's not just following him. It's just where he's going to go after he leaves Southampton. Enjoy him while you got him, Lee. And Burnley lost again, one nothing to Tottenham. You play Arsenal this week. Oh, Jesus Christ. Man, this is not going to be a great December, bro. Burnley, Sean Dice, you were in consideration for the England job in my mind. Not maybe in the minds of people who are important, but enough people. And now, like, you're in a relegation zone. You're 18. If you got only got 12 points out of 17 games. And what the fuck is going on, bro? Get it together. Yeah, the the whole team's lost the... Yeah, I know what's going on. Fix it. Huddersfield, you're 19th, 10 points, which is in a Huddersfield space. You lost to Newcastle, a team you could have beat. You got Southampton coming up this week, a team with a new coach. You'll probably still be in the red this week with an arrow pointing downwards towards the championship on the table chart. Fulham, uh, yeah. You lost to West Ham this week. You got Newcastle. Let's see what you can do. There's a possibility you you to climb out of the relegation zone with a win, or to the top of the relegation zone. You want to you want to be at the top of the relegation zone, Fulham. Win this week against Newcastle. All right, so that's the tables. That's the games. I want to do something. I'm, I'm gonna look at some players. Uh, I wanna. How do you find on the Premiership thing? Like leading scorer, I, I think it's time to do that type of stuff. Do I have to type it in? Use social news, managers, players, tickets, broadcast tables. Let's go to results. See if they give me more information. Now, results is just straight results, but it'd be good to, like, start talking about, like, hmm, 
swear this should be easy to find. Like top scorers. All right, found it. Top scores. Uh, went to BBC to find it. All the way to England to find this. So, uh, Mo Salah. Ten goals for Liverpool. And they got a, a cute little thing here. It says 140 goals per minute. He has four assists. And shots on target. 43. I guess he scored 27 goals with the shots. 63% goal scoring. On So that's pretty good. Uh, Emmerich Aubameyang. Money for the value. Bang for buck. And uh, he has 10 goals too. And uh, of 32 shots on target, 17 have gone in. So pretty good for him. Raheem Sterling, it's amazing. God damn. He has nine goals and of 22 shots on target, 18 have gone in. 82%. Jesus. And he has six assists. Harry Kane, England teammate, nine goals for the season. Of uh, 40 shots on target, 27 have gone in, 68%. Higher than Mo Salah, but one less goal than Mo Salah. Eden Hazard has eight goals. Callum Wilson, Bournemouth has eight goals. Sergio Guerrero, eight goals. Glenn Murray, goddamn, Brighton Hove. Glenn Murray's having a good season. Eight goals. Ricardson, eight goals. Still, it's a lot of goals. Yeah, it's like this. This is gonna be interesting. A lot of people have a lot of goals. Mitrovic from Fulham, seven goals. Sane, Saudi 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 Omani, seven goals. Anthony Martial, seven goals. Leroy Sane, six goals. Uh, Lacazette, six goals. Felipe Anderson, West Ham, six goals. Gilfie Sigerson, six goals. Pedro, six goals. Danny Ings, six goals. Lukaku, six goals. I don't remember when those goals came. It's funny. Uh, Lukaku has 22 shots on target, 16, well, 16 shots on target, 73%. I don't know. I, I have to figure that thing. Shakiri has five goals. I could keep going. But, uh, yeah, I just wanted to do that. Well, thanks, everybody, for listening. Thanks, everybody, who supported my comedy special taping. And I'll let you guys know when it's going to come out. It's going to be on Comedy Central next year in the first quarter. I don't know enough about show business to ask people what the first quarter is. And if it's just, like, in the calendar year or I don't know if it's a lunar year they're talking, uh, Chinese year, uh, Jewish year, who knows. But they'll tell me. And I'll let you know. I got to go do some editing on it on Friday. And uh, it, was a, it was a great time. Thank you for, to everybody. And uh, Merry Christmas. Happy Holidays. Follow me on Twitter and on Instagram at Ian Edwards Comic. 
my comedy album, which I did with uh, Conan, is also available. Uh, it's called 100% Half-Ass. And you can go to CD Baby or listen to it on Spotify or just any one of the social media listening services. It is there. And uh, so 100% Half-Assed is available. Go stream that bitch. And Merry Christmas, everybody. Wish you lots of love, safety, fun, family times, friend times. Just just a good-ass December time. And... uh yeah, sorry about, you know, not being able to put up podcasts in the last few weeks. Some of it was just busy, and some of it was most definitely lazy, but mostly busy. All right? One. <laughs>